welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Once again, our show is on the air through the generosity and support of Ron Rubin Winery. Ron Rubin specializes in Russian River Valley Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, wines that to me truly capture the essence of the region. Check out their website at ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 173. Today, our guest is Valerie Wathen. She is the general manager at Dutton Goldfield Winery, one of our little gems in Sebastopol. Welcome, Valerie. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. Marcy's always excited when we have anyone that's from Sebastopol. Yeah, because <laughs> Sebastopol is the center. It is the... It's your I center. It is it, every... <laughs> Sonoma County revolves around Sebastopol, I think. I totally agree, <laughs> right? Yeah. Doesn't everybody think that? Healdsburg is a satellite. <laughs> right. That little town in Santa Rosa, that little yeah, hamlet of Santa Rosa. Do you live in Sebastopol? I do. So, oh, but we have a lot going likewise. on in our little town. Agreed. And, and I always give friends... that. The, for me, that's a great little tour. Come to Dutton Goldfield, go to Red Car, go down to Bowman. I mean, you can do a lot just right on the outskirts of, and still in Sebastopol. So right. there's so much going on. But I'm oh. very proud that we are the number one attraction in Sebastopol on TripAdvisor. Oh, seriously? Oh, that's a, that's amazing. I know. Just now that I put it out there, somebody's going to try to beat us. Uh, so. No, they can't. <laughs> Yeah, it's a throwdown. That is great. It's a throwdown, it's a exactly. It's a throwdown. Keep it on the top. Well, so as long as we're talking about number one, tell us about this beautiful wine you brought. Uh, what are we drinking? So I brought you one of my favorites. It's our 2019 Emerald Ridge Vineyard Pinot Noir, which is from Green Valley Russian River. It's from right near where our tasting room is, just about a mile and a half away. And it's up on a beautiful little knoll on Green Valley Road. Uh, so that's kind of why we named it Emerald Ridge. And this is one of the components of our Dutton Ranch Pinot. That's the one we make uh, several thousand cases of and people can find in restaurants across the country. Uh, and in tw- 2009, we were tasting all the lots. There's about seven wines, seven different vineyards that go into that blended wine. And But, of course, that ends up being like 40 different components when you're actually going through right. to do the blending yeah. tasting because, you know, winemakers, they like infinitely complicated things. <laughs> So uh, we love them. <laughs> in 2009, we were tasting all of those individual lots for that blend, and we just kept coming back to this one and like, oh, man, there's just something about it. And, you know, for me, when I smell this wine, it's just so alluring. You want to jump into that glass and roll around. It has both a floral and a grounding note at the yeah. same time. And to me, this is really Green Valley. Totally. Um, because in Sebastopol, not in Sebastopol, but in the Russian River Valley, we have what we call the neighborhoods. And they are distinguished by different soils, different climates. But Green Valley is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's very distinctive. And it's actually an AVA on its own. It was originated back in the 1980s. Um, The Sterlings from Iron Horse were really instrumental in getting the um, Appalachian status. And they... Um, really figured that it's very unique. It's very delineated Green Valley as far as the climate, the soil, the fog. It is very distinctive. Um, so, yeah, so this has all that great Green Valley we love. It's got the fruit, the spice, the texture. For me, you know, when you smell it, if that makes you love it, like you're 95% there. And then the wine follows through in the mouth. So The texture is amazing, yeah, but also has delicious. like kind of that baking spice and that tart mm. tart note. Yeah, it has a little tart at the end. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. We like, we're acid freaks at Dutton Goldfield. We yeah. like that bright, mouth-watering, vivid quality that makes you go back for another sip. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going <laughs> to keep going back and going Great. back. Let's just drink for the rest of the show. Beth, awesome. you take over. <laughs> busy. I'm busy going back for another sip. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. And of 
when someone comes to the winery, is the portfolio Pinot centered, Chardonnay. What what is what am I? What's my experience when yeah. I come? So we do make twelve different Pinots. Yeah. So that's definitely that's a big focus for us. And then we do four different Chardonnays and one's in, one's raw, Pinot Blanc, Rosé. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Um, so we do offer a discovery tasting, which is a blend of different varietals. We try to mix it up for people who want to just discover everything that we do. Um, our vineyards that we source from go from Marin to Mendocino County. So even though we're here in Russian River and Steve Dutton's vineyards are in Green Valley primarily, we do venture beyond that because Dan Goldfield knows a lot of people and they know him after his 30-some years of yeah. winemaking in the area. So, um, the But then we do... Um, Offer a Pinot Noir-only flight for people who are Pinot fans and do specifically come to us to taste but Pinot. But with 12 different Pinots, you, you literally, it's a master class in Pinot <laughs> because you're coming in all those different regions, all those different styles. It, it's, people think, oh, Pinot is Pinot or Chardonnay. Right. But when you go to a place like Dutton Goldfield, you start to see these differences. And it's, I think people really should experience that, that side by side, the different Pinots, because they're not all the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we call the tasting the vineyard personality exploration, but that got to be a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> so VPE for short, but it really is about exploring each of those vineyards because that's the great thing about Pinot. There's those 12 different Pinots that we make are so unique and specific and about their little place in the world. But yet there's a thread of continuity from Dan's winemaking style as well. Uh, but from light and bright, from the coldest sites to jammier and bigger and bolder, from the warmer, higher clo- higher elevation, closer to the sun. And sites. what's nice about that, it fits different palate preferences. Exactly. Yeah. And so I love that um, one of our many sayings at Dutton Goldfield, Dan Goldfield's got a great way of just popping off with things that I think he just comes up with on spur of the moment. But like, I'm somebody also, write that down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm imagining he's sitting up at night making these up. So I guess <laughs> Um, but one of them, because people do tend to like you have the four Pinots and they want to pick like, oh, I like that one the best, right? It's sort of well, human yeah. nature. But one of our mottos is why choose? You can actually have all of them. <laughs> Choo- why, why choose? It's one for everything. If you're I having like steak it. one night, that's your steak there Pinot. You if you're having salmon, that's, that's your salmon true. Pinot. <laughs> so you've mentioned uh, Dan Goldfield a, f- a few times. So the winery is Dutton Goldfield. So kind of tell us about who is Dutton and who is Goldfield. Yeah, right. So Steve Dutton is a fifth generation farmer and his children, the sixth generation, have already started working at Dutton Ranch. So he's the grape grower half. He has been farming grapes all of his life. His father, Warren Dutton, was really one of the first to start planting in the cooler parts of Green Valley back in the 1960s. Uh, Prior to that, he was primarily a apple and prune farmer. Right. So he uh, switched over to grapes. He bought a piece of land that had some French columbard on it. He got $88 a ton for his first crop and thought French this columbard. is awesome. Wow. Right. Who makes that That's anymore, a, right? Yeah, I a... think it's having a resurgence. People are liking you know, older traditional things now, right? These days, everything's back. coming back. Exactly. Yeah. It's starting on Instagram and I've or seen people TikTok in or whatever. tube tops again, so <laughs> yes. just saying. That <laughs> is drinking French columbard. not coming back. <laughs> no tube tops. <laughs> Just wait. The shoulder pads are on their way. Uh, that I can 80s live full, with. <laughs> full tilt. Uh, anyway, so he started. He switched over to grapes in the 1960s. So, and Steve was born then. So he's done nothing but grow grapes all of his life. Wow. Um, so. Uh, Steve's father's motto was your neighbor's land's only for sale once. So he would get these plots of land adjacent to his original 35 acres that they got. 
And as a result, they just have this amazing array of vineyards that he was getting in the 60s and 70s right. before other people were, um, so you just couldn't get it today. So now there are about um, 80 different vineyard sites and about 1,200 acres, and then there are also wow. organic apple growers still. They, yeah. they kept the apples, just in case that grape thing doesn't pan. It's like, it's truly, it's our dynasty here. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the Dutton Ranch. It's yes. the original the, Dutton right. Ranch. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> So and Dan and then Dan. So Dan was uh, grew up in Philly, and he went to Brandeis in Boston for his chemistry and philosophy major. Oh my um, God, I I know Dan. So philosophy major fits <laughs> totally right. Big brain and yeah. likes to talk about ideas a lot. Right. right? So it's perfect for Dan. Uh, but the idea of sitting in a lab uh, was just not going to work with his personality. He's a big outdoors guy, so he loves to ski and hike and bike. And um, so once he ski bummed his way west and saw his friends working in labs and little cubicles, he decided that did not look fun. <laughs> so he went back to UC Davis and he got his master's uh, there. And then he started his wine career. He was at Mandavi and Shramsburg. And then he got a job at a little tiny winery um, that was like 20,000 cases, uh, almost run into bankruptcy, little did he know, uh, uh, called La Crema. Wow. <laughs> and then, as we all know, it's a little bit bigger than 20,000 cases now. And so Dan was the winemaker there. And then they spun off Hartford Court Fram, uh, Winery as well after Jess Jackson bought La Crema. And then he really got to know Steve Dutton and Warren and buying a lot of Dutton Ranch fruit and really enamored with all these cool little sites and especially Pinot Noir. So in 1998, he and Steve decided, hey, we grow grapes and make wine. What do we need these other people for? Right. Let's do our own thing. So this was our 25th harvest for 2022. When I first wow. uh, met Dan, I was working at Kendall Jackson. And, and so I met him. He came when uh, La Crema came on board through the, that Kendall Jackson property. And um he just did a you know a talk on the wines, and I thought, oh my God, I've never in my life met anyone with this amount of energy and enthusiasm for what he does. I mean, he just, I mean, it was seriously lasting impression. That must have been thirty years ago. It was right. amazing. Pretty much everywhere I go across the country, people have a Dan Goldfield story. Oh yeah. You know what's funny about the wine industry? It really attracts mavericks. Right. People who come from different disciplines, and they just get like the bug for wine or that speaks to them in a way, but they're coming from all these different aspects. And and it takes grit to be in the wine industry, but really is our, you know, we're full of mavericks around here, people who just take a leap and make something really creative and, and then we get to drink it. Right. And career changers. It seems like yeah. there's a lot of people who started yeah. out as like cancer researchers right. and then decided, yeah. oh, I'll make wine instead. Make wine. And that's part of that spirit. Like I'm going to just take that, you know, because most of us are brought up, like you get your job, you stay in that, you know, stay in your lane. And these people are just, I'm going out on the highway. You know? exactly. <laughs> I'm going to make something happen. And it's exciting. And that's what's fun about wine country is meeting these types of people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Dan used to have lead people on bike rides. I don't know if he does that anymore. That's been a while. But I know he was a big They can't cyclist. keep up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the thing. I, I, that's what I used to think. I'm like, who would ride with him? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you have to really be ready. <laughs> yeah, like a 35-mile ride is just like, oh, I'm just going to go out for a quick Yeah, I'm just going to go do yeah. it. Yeah, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to go around funny. the block. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. 
So if people stop by and they want to do some tasting, do they need a reservation these days or do, can they have a walk-in or what's the situation? Yeah, so we're pretty flexible. We do take reservations and we always encourage people to do that. But we're also, if we have the space and the staff available, we're always happy to accept walk-ins and as well. And are you open seven days now or not? We are seven days a week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. things have wow. changed. I mean, for a while people were open, were closed a couple days a week, but I'm finding more and more are back to being open daily and um yeah, I think that uh, for most wineries, we tell people on the weekends you should for sure have a reservation or you just, you know, are not going to get in. But m- most wineries weekdays can manage yeah. a walk-in here and there. Yeah, Saturdays are usually the toughest day yeah, for Saturday's any place. Busy. But, yeah, we're we are um, we're very easygoing and low-key at Dutton Goldfield and very hospitable and accommodating. And, you know, our motto is how can we say yes? <laughs> I like that. How can we say yes? Also, it's nice you have that a little outdoor patio there. Exactly. And yeah, it's you really can nice. Really, it's really developed. It's very cozy in a way. Now. Yeah. 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 So we are on a street corner, so we um, don't have the big vineyard vista. So we've always believed that we need to try harder. So we really make it our goal to transport everybody who comes to visit us so that they feel like they are being surrounded by that beautiful vineyard vista. And we it's bring so a lot grown of education in. in. Yeah. I mean, the plants you have there are um, the trees. Are, I mean, Everything is so grown, so up. Up, grown I up. I remember now. that used to be like a cidery yeah, years exactly. ago. But if you crane your neck, you could see mm-hmm. the vineyards of Mary Edwards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you could have some view. And then right down the street is Emeritus and the Hallberg Vineyard. It's you're a, you're it's immersed a good, in it. It's a good spot where you're at. Yeah. It is, totally. As I say, it's like the golden triangle of all the mm-hmm. little great wine, mm-hmm. and you don't have to go far, and it's all right there. And then you can go down the hill to Grayton for lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Underwood. Underwood. Awesome. Mm-hmm. They've been pouring our Dutton Ranch Pinot by the glass there for, I think, 20 years, no lie. <laughs> it's such a funny, small little restaurant, but when you look at all the wines that they have, you're like, oh, my God, this is the best wine list in Sonoma County. I mean, and it's, it's a who's who. If you go there anytime oh, other than you Harvest. You always see everybody. It's like, it, oh, it there's is. that winemaker. Oh, there's that grape grower. It really yeah. is. It's really a local's place. Yeah. I love going there. I haven't been there for a long time. I haven't been anywhere for that matter for a long time. <laughs> but oh it's well. that house arrest will keep you at home. <laughs> Get that ankle yeah. bracelet yeah, off. Yeah, once that's off, that's the limit. <laughs> You know, you live here in Sebastopol, and you've lived here for a long time. Were you born and raised here or not? No, I'm from the East Coast originally. Oh, from the East Coast. Yeah. So when you have friends that come visit, what are some things that, you know, you think that people need to do for our listeners? What, what's that not-to-be-missed thing? Well, you've got to go to the coast. You've come all of this way, and usually they're from the East Coast. So you got to come see the other ocean. That was like the hardest thing when I moved here to get used to was <laughs> the that the ocean. the ocean is on the left. It's on the <laughs> wrong side. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, I'm completely disoriented. <laughs> so, yeah, you totally got to go out of the coast. They, and they're expecting it to be like East Coast Beach, yeah. right, where it's warm and beachy yeah, and, and all you, that. You get in the water. Accessible. <laughs> yeah. This is a look-but-don't-touch beach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And see the whales in, during the whale migration. Yeah. Season is always cool, um, and the redwood trees—that's the other big thing. You know, you gotta. For me, it's all about the outdoors and the nature here. So that's what I take people to do mostly: go and to Armstrong Woods and check out the redwoods. Everything's so dynamic. I remember I'm originally from the east as well, and when I first saw the ocean, I was like, I was flabbergasted. You know, it's like the cliffs and the surf, and it's, it, rugged, it's not like yeah. in the east coast it was just gentle, flat, right. and maybe only when you get up into Maine does it get rocky right. or cliff-like. But here I was just like, oh my gosh. And on our trees and everything, it makes it feel 
you're really in nature when you're here. Yeah, exactly. It's And the weather's good, like, pretty much all 12 months of the year. A little rain in the winter time, but, yeah, you know, true. it doesn't usually get too bitter cold. This was a little bit of an exceptionally cold year. But, um, yeah, for the most part, and obviously for me, April and September, October are the best months for coming to visit. So, October is great all over the world, I think. Yeah. That's the best month. So... Um, how long have you been at Dutton Goldfield? 21 years. Is that your oh, first winery? Wow. Or where were you no, before that? No, I was at another winery. And how did you get involved that. in the wine? Oh, my gosh. Is. Okay, so. Wait a minute. Cheers to 21 years. <laughs> I'm legal, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was actually in financial services marketing for my first oh, wow. career. I was a career changer, Maverick, too. Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, right. I hear a so Maverick you wanted story. something more fun than this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, exactly. I've, I always joke that I spent my career writing things that nobody ever read. It's like, <laughs> have you read your checking account disclosure lately? <laughs> yes. I'm a writer me. and I feel that way. <laughs> So, and I thought, well, I'm doing marketing and I'm here in Sonoma County. It feels like I should be able to be doing something that's a little more enticing than... Roll those skills over. (laughs) Yes, than banking. So I went to look for a winery job. And back then, this was in the 1990s, it was actually really hard to get into the wine industry if you didn't have wine industry experience. It was like, what's so special? Why is it I need to have that? So um, finally, after it took me a couple of years, I got a job at a bigger winery doing marketing where it was um, very large and... And after a couple of years there, I started feeling like, well, I'm not really as involved in learning as much about the wine industry and business and all the things that I'd hoped to do when I switched careers. So I literally opened up the newspaper because it was 2002. When we had classifieds <laughs> was, in the newspaper. Right. Oh, my gosh. Open up the newspaper. Job. Tell me about that. Newspaper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sunday morning, that's what you did. You right. read an actual paper newspaper. And it was m- many, many, many pages long. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there was this little teeny tiny ad in there, small, fast-paced Russian River Valley winery looking for a person. It was pretty much that basic. <laughs> Need help. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, okay, that works. So I faxed in my resume because that was the way you did that then, too. And uh, Dan called me the next day and said, oh, I got your resume. This looks interesting. And I said, well, so tell me your winery name again. Like, I haven't heard of you. And he said, oh, well, it's just me and my partner, and I'm working out of my spare bedroom. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. We totally not doing this. We have the corner of the bed where you'll be working. Exactly. Oh, my God. I was like, okay, admittedly, I'm in a big winery where I'm just a cog in the wheel, but this is a little bit too much into the frying pan. So um, I was like, but I need to practice my interview skills. So clearly I can practice on this guy because I don't care about this. Right. So (laughs) met him and Steve at this little office in downtown Grayton, not far from Underwood. And there's offices in Grayton. Yeah, Hard to know. (laughs) It's the Stone Creek Zen Center now. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Downtown Grayton. I know. I like that she said that. Downtown Grayton. It's a block. It's a block. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I met with them, and they were just both so enthusiastic and engaging and excited about this project that they had just recently started. They really just started selling wine at the end of 2001, even though they started making it a couple of years prior. Right. Um, so it was like two hours and a bottle of wine later. Oh, my gosh. I called my husband my kind and said, of interview. I, I think I just took a job. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. It was like Friday. I think I'm going to look for a job. And Tuesday, I had taken a job. It was the fastest I'd ever done that. That to be involved at, at that ground story. level is so exciting. Absolutely. I mean, there's yes. nothing better than that. I've been in retail. I've been in several stores where I, well, we opened a new store and just, or, you know, and 
it was just thrilling. I mean, you were involved in buying the paper clips and right. managing the advertising and just everything in between. Right. And, and every, you have impact. Exactly. That's the exciting thing for me is like you do something. First, there's no red tape. You're like, I have an no, idea. I'm going to do it. it. And then you're like, oh, look, there's a result. It I worked. just saw what I did. <laughs> and you know, wow. Yeah. So that is definitely very rewarding. All interviews should be done over a bottle of wine. That's <laughs> all I have to say. Aren't they all and in you the will wine truly, industry? <laughs> well, I mean, days. you would truly learn about the person in that way, yes. Yeah. And I really, that I had never known how amazing Pino could be until that interview. And that was part of what hooked me, too. Yeah. In addition to them, I was like, oh, my God. He was pouring some of the Freestone Hill Pino that he'd made oh, in 1999. And it was just like, oh, this is what good Pino is, is like? Yeah. Freestone wow. Pino is, like, magical. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Magical. I would take that job. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I've been at the Wine Road a long time also, and uh, when we first, uh, when I first came to the Wine Road, we used to have lots of committees. We had a marketing committee and a website committee and an event committee, and I don't know. There were a now lot of committees. Now it's just the Beth committee. <laughs> now it's just, I don't know, the Wizard of Oz. You're the one-person um, committee. <laughs> but um, at any rate, you were on, Valerie was on, I don't know what committee it was, but we, I think it was we were doing things on the website. It's still on the website. I mean, this must have been uh, 20 15, years 20 ago. years ago. And, and if you look on the website under Explore, there's Wine 101 and there's What's in a Label. And you just wrote, described, you know, what a state would mean or a state bottle, a state grown, the whole, all the details all on good a to wine know stuff. label. And I thought, wow. it's still there. Wow. And it's all, you know, obviously still correct. How long have you been at the wine road? Um, this will be my 23rd year in May. May 1st oh will be 23 gosh. years. Cheers so, to you. Happy yeah. anniversary. Yeah. So is Valerie getting a residual on that thing she wrote? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we pay all <laughs> the committee Getting that check members. in the mail every month, Valerie. <laughs> still, still using your keen writing yeah. skills. <laughs> I so remember. That was such a fun project, and it was so fun to work with you, and Rebecca was Rebecca the other was, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just mm-hmm. great. It was really, in, that was really immersing yourself, you know, when you first start in the industry and just meeting everybody and getting immersed and making yeah. all those connections making and the connections. networks. And yeah, that was. Yeah, it was fun. A magical time, to use your word. It was magical. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is about connections here. It really is. Yeah. I think everybody's come to appreciate that more in the last couple of years, right? We're, now that we're all starting to get out, it's like, oh, yeah. I miss that part. I really need oh. to get back out and make all those connections again. Yeah, I haven't um, really gone out and gone wine tasting in a long time. Um, but I had actually some podcast listeners, uh, Jonathan and Tara from Temecula. And um, they've listened to our podcast. John, John Johnson's a listener. And um, every time they come up, they usually give me a call and let me know where they're going to be if I can meet with them and have a glass of wine. And so... I saw all your pictures you It posted. was so cool. So they came up. It, now it's been, you know, a couple of months ago. They came up and we met out at Kokomo. And I didn't think anything of it. It's like, yeah, I'll meet you, you know, one o'clock. I'll go to Kokomo. And I sat down. I thought, oh, my God, I haven't been wine tasting, like sitting down and wine tasting at a winery in probably might have been a year. Wow. And, you know, then seeing Ross, who I haven't seen in ages. It's like, wow, we do miss that. You know, it it was a long time of not, not really going. So. And you you forget the experience. And that's why people come here. Yeah. So, uh. Right, and we're all in the hospitality business, so we're social creatures, right? Right. Yeah, it was just so fun to be out. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think it's kind of um, like people are always asking 
me in particular, like, what's your favorite? It's like, how could you have a favorite? I mean, there can't be a favorite. It comes down to just taking your time, being someplace and allowing that you have an hour or two hours to sit and just relax and really take in the environment, whatever it is, and enjoying the wine and the company. Yeah. Your favorite is where you are. Artemis. Exactly. exactly. Love what the wine. Love the wine you were with. I was going <laughs> to yeah, say that. Love the wine we're going to riff on the 70s <laughs> songs here. <laughs> well, it's a great thing, too, with the tasting room team. We have just such an awesome team. Um, they really are passionate wine lovers who love to share all of right. their enthusiasm and their knowledge. And they're really smart and know a lot about this industry and wine and the Appalachians and everything else. And the great thing is, like, everybody who comes to visit you, like, they're on vacation. Or we had this yes. cute couple this morning. They were on their honeymoon. They just got Aww. married in um, Louisiana, New Orleans. And so they were on their honeymoon visiting. So it's like that's what you get to experience being on the other side of the bar or right. table, as the case may be these days. Um, and all these people who are just out to have fun and learn and just right. have a good time Mostly and you get to show them a good time. Everyone's in a good mood pretty exactly. much. Right. Yeah. So that's They're not coming here because they're, they're not coming to the complaint down. desk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't have to be there. They're yeah, not coming they to return to something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so anything else people need to know about coming to visit Dutton Goldfield? Oh, well, let's see. So I also, um, we do a wine and cheese experience, which is amazing. Oh. We were actually written up in Food and Wine magazine years ago as being nice. one of the top wine and cheese pairing experiences. And as the season rolls on, we'll continue to add more experiences. Some of them will be seasonal. Um, we did a 25th anniversary library tasting in March. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, that's really fun and have people be able to taste uh what it means after a few years in the bottle. And like, you know, here's one wine after two years. Maybe this one's four years older. Um, and so we're looking at extending that to be a regular by appointment tasting as well that we can offer. Oh, I mean, that's and unique. That would be tastings, a draw. Yeah. It's hard to come by a library tasting anywhere for and any reason. It's such a learning that's experience. Great. It is. It's really, that's one of the coolest things to do. That yeah, people are, are library wines better? Is it better if the wines are aged? And obviously it's personal preference, whatever right. you like. Um, but at least then you get to taste like, oh, okay, that's what that's going to be like. Maybe if I buy this wine now and hold on to it for five years, I can right. sort of get an idea of what it'll be like then. And is that what I like? Do right. I like more of that mushroomy earthiness or do I right. really just want fruit? Yeah, right. seeing where a wine goes. Yeah. And you can only really see that with library wines. So yeah. yeah. So we, when I was selling wine behind the bar, I would, you know, anybody's buying a case, it's like just don't just go power through this case. Save them, you know, every six months or whatever and open one bottle and kind of see how it ages. Yeah. A lot of people don't really want to lay it down for years. It's hard. Yeah. You have to have some discipline. <laughs> but you don't. I have no discipline. We've done it for you. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Okay. So anything else? Uh, what? Let's see. Well, we're, we'll be rolling out more events as the year goes on. We're just really, obviously, with a lot of other wineries, we're just sort of getting our toes back right. into it now. So we're sort of pacing things and introducing new uh, events and activities throughout the year. But yeah, just check our website under tastings or under events, and we'll keep posting every every month what we're kind of, what's coming up for the next quarter. Yeah, people are finally starting to go forward and, and plan some new fun things. So yeah. that sort of leads into my segue of... <laughs> Segway, sponsored by Segway. <laughs> the Segway Tours. No, no, no. So... Um, I always just like to remind people to go onto our website to wineroad.com. And at the very top, if you click on events, the first little link says winery events. And that actually is broken down into um, virtual events because wineries are still doing some virtual events. If you live in Florida and you can't get here four times a year for great things, you could probably 
you know, just go online four times a year and order some wine ahead of time and connect with the winemaker that way. So virtual events are still happening. There's also wine specials. And who doesn't like a good wine special? I mean, I certainly do. And then there's a shipping deals. So if you're planning a trip out here, you might want to check that link ahead of time and see who's offering some great shipping deals and kind of plan some visits there. And then the last little link says something different. And something different is just about any other kind of event that a winery is going to do it. It could be yoga in the vineyards. It could be your cheese tasting. It could be just all kinds of things. And just check the dates. Some of them, you know, happen for the next six months. Some of them happen on, uh, you know, next Tuesday. So check the winery events. And I'm always telling wineries, make sure you put the information there. There's really, you know, probably a thousand people a week that go to that. It's a great resource. And you reminded me, yes, we are actually going to be doing yoga and wine on the patio. (laughs) Vinyasa and vino, right? For the summertime. It's going to be like a Sunday activity. Um, So yes, reminded me, I need to get that on your site. The other thing I love about the Wine Road site is that you can search by varietal. Whenever we have people in the tasting room, we're like, where can I get, you know, Sangiovese or whatever it is? It's like, oh, let's go to Wine Road because you can look that up. I love that. Yeah. That is key. That is key. Key. <laughs> there's, some, there's so much information on that website, actually. I mean, it surprises me sometimes. And even Debbie, who I work with, we're like, where is that anyway? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of information on there. We have a page for wineries who just produce, or not just, but who do produce a sparkling wine. And there's a page for wineries that uh, produce Italian varietals. And there's one for Rhone varietals because those are sort of the three sort of lesser groups that, right. you know, but um, it's a map to each of those producers. And then before we go. Oh, one last thing. <laughs> one <Yeah>. last thing. <laughs> we were joking the last time we did a show that we have to have a segue that just says one last thing, because I always have something else. I do want to mention that on uh, Mother's Day weekend, Saturday of Mother's Day, uh, we're going to do a sparkling seminar. And so you can go to wineroad.com and right on the homepage, there's Ooh. a little link Ooh. because... Um, I know I personally do great. love sparkling, <laughs> and I have come to realize it pairs with everything on the face of the earth. Might peanut butter sandwiches, or you know, a pork chop, whatever, everything in between. <laughs> so um, it's going to be a great little seminar on sparkling, and kind of talk about the difference between sparkling wine and champagne and prosecco, and we're talk about what it pairs with, and we'll have a couple of different winemakers there. Details online, wineroad.com. I know I can't wait. Every day she starts. Where sparkling. is that going to be held? Uh, Amista. Of course, sparkling discoveries at at Amista. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I think that's it. So Valerie, the best thing is just put a link to the website. People can contact. Is that the best way? Is there a phone number you want us to put? Or yeah, so link to the website, or you can call our tasting room direct number is seven zero seven eight two seven thirty six hundred. So, but everything is on our website, and you should be able to get anybody anytime. We just added a little chat feature. So oh, nice. Oh, did you? Ta- yes. Nice. I've been on the fence about so doing great. that. Um, I think that's fun. But then I feel like I would just end up going down a hole all day long and, and just <laughs> be talking all day long. I'd have too much fun. <laughs> so if you go to the taste room, you have to say, I heard Valerie on the podcast. There you go. <laughs> okay. So thanks for being here. It's amazing to see you. It's been a long time. Thank you for having me. It's been so great to see you again. And thank you and- for bringing this beautiful wine, Valerie. I love it. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. See you on the wine road.